dare you? I am so fucking macho. Men idolize me. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess he would not understand then. I mean, let's be the honest. The one honey. time he did it, he didn't like it. <laughs> well, you got to find it. No, no. I mean, if you were, if you're asking me if I ever had a penis in my mouth, do you mean Fred or everyone else? <laughs> I mean anything. Anything? No. And anyone? Then. Maybe I should yeah. expand it to any phallic object. No, and how no, 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 no. I'm very masculine. Everybody knows it. Uh, the only time I put something phallic in my mouth is a, a, a gun so I can blow my brains out after this conversation. <laughs> All right, listen. Rhea, so in other words, the business you're in of being a sugar uh, baby, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to go. It's going to be hard to go to being a teacher uh, because you're now making some big bucks just hanging out with these guys. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm afraid your whole world is becoming warped with this. I call it prostitution. You can call it what you want. And I get, you know, I get that. But it's yeah. not really like my job. I still think teaching is my job. This is what I'm like a lifestyle because I am a human who wants companionship. So why would I swipe with these losers on Hinge or Tinder and, you know, just try to have sex with them and then they're they have no money or they they want to like me or something and this seems like a win-win so the guy situation. the guy you're with now is a douchebag what about the mm-hmm. other guys you were with were they douchebags or old men mm, i'd say in the middle of both i know girls who have been in relationships sugar relationships with a lot older guys but i don't think i could do that so i don't i don't get with any sugar daddies like over 50 and so this 27-year-old guy isn't paying you enough money to stay involved with him. You're gonna, so you're in the market for a new sugar daddy. I'd say I am, yeah. Hmm. Well, you're in luck. Here's Eric on the phone. He claimed he's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> he says he had a sugar baby for seven years and spent a lot of money. Eric, are you in the hey, market for, are you in the market for someone like Rhea? Sure. But she's going like to be willing to uh, enjoy, enjoy the things that we're going to do. Of course. Well, there you go. Well, how old are you? I'm over 50. Uh-oh. <laughs> My last sugar baby, we were together for seven years. She was 22 years younger than me. Seven years. Well, you were packed. <laughs> how much money did you spend on your sugar baby? When you were with her for seven years, would you estimate? It, it, it started very low. It worked its way up to about seventy or eighty thousand a year. Eighty thousand a How year. Eighty thousand a year. Yeah, I'd be open to it. Yeah, for, you know, it, it's funny because my friends used to have a problem with it, and I used to say to them, "Well, what are you spending on your mortgage, your car payment for your wife, your expenses? Did you get mm-hmm. laid four times in the last month?" Four times a week is what I was getting. And they were saying, we can get laid two times in a month. Good point. Because that's the same amount of money. 80 grand a year, and you get laid four times a week? Hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. If you amortize that, Robin. thinking of investing. <laughs> Wait a second. That's kind, of a, that's kind of a bargain, actually. When you think about it, all the expenses yeah. you have, the same thing. But, Eric, how do you feel that the woman doesn't, let's say, love you, that she sees you as a mark, as uh, Abrea says, 
She says, oh, the guy's usually a douchebag. You don't care that they're walking around thinking you're a douchebag? It was the same girl, but no, we developed into a relationship after that. I see. But it lasted a whole full seven years. It started as maybe as a mark. You know, in her eyes, I was looking at the other way around. Do you ever say to these women, look, I'll, I'll pay you the 80 grand, but I don't want you double, uh, you know, I don't want you like uh, doubling up with some other guy. In other words, I want you to be exclusive with me. Do you ever say that? I, I did mention it once, and she put it to the point, well, what about a guy that's going out, you know, he's working 12 hours a day, which I was, and your wife's cheating on you. The same thing, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But, Ray, what's it like to be on a vacation with a douchebag? I mean, isn't that a little rough on your psyche? How do you enjoy yourself? Definitely a little rough. Uh, yeah. Creating boundaries, boundaries of, you know, alone time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys are very needy. Am I? Do you have to laugh at his jokes and constantly be there for him? Yep. Yeah. Here's George. Yeah, that sounds says, like hard work. George is 47 years. George is 47 years old. He has a 22-year-old sugar baby. How's it work for you, George? Uh, well, so let's see. I met mine whenever she was uh, originally was looking. Well, I met her on Tinder. <clears throat> I just liked her. That was it. She had right. a Snapchat up, went to that. She was posting pictures of weed all the time. She always had weed. But I'm like, hey, let me just talk to her about that. And then it went from there to, she said, uh, did you want to be a sugar daddy? And I'm like, let's talk about it. And so we did that. Now, I'm out in rural Pennsylvania. I have a whole different scale here. But I'll tell you, Howard, the part I like is it's just convenient, like, I live by myself, I work a lot, and it's just whenever I call, she's available, and that's it. It's, it's that simple. Um, and But, George, out there in rural Pennsylvania, what do you got to pay this uh, sugar baby? It, it's, it's, it's about 300 bucks a visit. Like, I'll be honest. It's like it's that, that simple. It's, uh, you know, and then she'll spend pretty much the whole day there. We'll hang out, and, you know, by the time that day's done, I'm ready to be back by myself and doing whatever I want to do because hmm. I've been satisfied. I'm good. You know, so off she goes. I continue my thing. And uh, like you said, it's I've been married twice and uh, I'm, I'm having as much sex as I ever was. And that's way cheaper than being married. That's for sure. Well, uh, you know, to me, I'm having trouble seeing the distinction between a prostitute and a sugar baby. I mean, I think everyone's coming up with a new term to make themselves feel a little differently about it. If you, if I got to hand a woman 300 bucks every time she visits me, uh, and Rhea, you're, uh, you know, you're basically fucking guys you're not into. Uh, to me, there's no difference. I don't see the distinction. It turns out, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm out of it here. No, I, I don't think you are, Howard. I, I, okay. To tell you the truth, I feel the same way. I feel the same way in the sense that <clears throat> I'm not looking for a relationship, but guess what? There's no prostitutes out here if they want to call themselves a sugar baby. But the one thing that is nice is that I met this person previous to this. It developed into this. I know the person, and it's a continued thing, so it's easy access. I'm not out you know, roaming the, you know, the woods or uh, the CD bars looking for right. uh, something. So it's, you, you have that, like, at least the solid connection um, of, 
I know who you are, and she knows who I am. And I guess we if know you we get can... bored, if you get bored, then you just don't have to call her anymore, and you get a new one. Yeah, that, that that's it. That's it. Hmm. Or or if I'm busy for two weeks, I just don't. Yeah, there's there's no expectations in between. She doesn't say I mean, to you, where have you been for two weeks? She doesn't sit there and lay a trip. <laughs> no, 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 no. But there, I mean, occasionally it'll, you know, I can tell whenever she's maybe short on cash, you know, hey, how's it going? You want to, want me to come visit? And, you know, a lot of, most of the time I'll say sure. But other than that, it's pretty much on my schedule. Hmm. But don't you lay there in bed and go, I don't, you know, it's so sad. She's not into me. She's making me pay her. I mean, do you ever get depressed over it? No. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like the. It, I don't know. It's just um, you're comfortable with, and it. maybe that's wrong. I, yeah, that's it. Maybe, maybe it's wrong. It, it probably is wrong. But she but puts on a like good said, show, right, George? I mean, she puts on a good show, like she's really oh, into you, right? Uh, yes, that's that's what I like about it. I mean, she, I definitely think I would like to believe that she enjoys it, but hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know, but, but she definitely puts on the show. You're right. All I know is we makes me feel Rhea. good. Raya hung up, I think. So. Oh, we lost but, her. Uh-oh. Well, but I thank her for calling because I, it turns out at least 80% of my audience is, uh, is a sugar daddy. Uh, is a sugar daddy. Yeah. I didn't know it because I'm looking at the phones. They're lit up with guys who all have sugar babies. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a, a, a morphing into, I guess, yeah, a different form of prostitution. Because at one time, a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship was mostly about these guys sort of begging these women to give them any attention at all and constantly supplying them with gifts. Well, I remember. You're right. You're absolutely right. We, When we would interview people who were sugar babies, women, the idea was they didn't give these guys sex. Right. It was just you gave them money for just to hang out with you. And, and quite frankly, it was considered humiliating. You would humiliate the man That's by saying, right. I'm not going to yeah. fuck you, you ugly fuck. Yeah, but uh, this is this is more like prostitution. Uh, Mike, you too. You're a sugar daddy. This is Mike in New Jersey. Hey, Mike. Hmm. Hey, what's going on, Howard? I I think that these relationships are founded uh, in in the most honest sense up front, and you know what the expectation is. If you right. come to like each other and a real relationship forms out of it, that's you know all the more power to you. But at least the the lines are drawn very clearly up front. Who's how old is your sugar baby? Oh, I'm not a sugar daddy. I'm just I'm envious of oh. the principles of the whole relationship. Don't be envious. I got to tell you, there's something really uh, dark in my mind about paying a chick to fuck you. I don't know. It, it, call me old fashioned. Old fashioned. I I, no. I, <laughs> I am. I'm old fashioned. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's well, one thing to talk well, we a good game. Like, you hear about, about this and you girls. go, what? What about all the scores girls and the parties at Ronnie back in the day? Yeah, but no, that, that, as far as I know, no one, was, no one was fucking anybody. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, 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 but you're right. It is It is a form of like, hey, you pay funny money and the girls act like they like you. You're absolutely right. It, but it wasn't prostitution. You know what I mean? Where people were fucking and stuff. You know, it was kind of a tease. Well, that was it, buddy. 
I mean, a couple of uh, these disgusting guys I would go with would blow a load in their pants every once in a while. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe well, is that by not accident. Sex? I mean, they came. <laughs> the women didn't know. <laughs> and then you did this embarrassing shuffle to the scores bathroom where uh, you got, the guy helped you clean up. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor. The guy was called the doctor. And he'd clean you off. I might have. I might have shuffled like once or else. twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have shuffled. There's, vary, there's varying degrees. There's varying degrees. Everything's open to interpretation in the world these days, and uh, you know, no, no different than paying for that three hundred dollar first date. What do you, what, you know, what are you after? I'm pretty sure you know you're both, you know, trying to trying to get home with one another or whatever it is. It's just a different, uh, different dollar amount. Well, and, but uh, I guess I also I don't want to I don't want to uh, offer a glamorization of this thing because uh, here's a story a guy in Utah is from the paper was convicted in 2020 for killing a 23 year old female college student that he met on a sugar daddy website they met in a park went to his home and he killed her and buried her in his yard I mean so this ain't no walk in the park my friend no pun intended yeah there's risk involved yeah. You know, and for the dudes too, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of they guys could have a up. fatal attraction. You know, some girl who doesn't want to let them go once they're ready to go. What happened to Rhea? She uh, the she... only time. Uh, that's the only time someone's ever been killed in a relationship is when there was a money involved. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm pointing out the perils of this thing. I'm not making a a judgment you're me, pointing out that husbands and wives kill each other okay that's right yeah in other words everyone's <laughs> killing each other good point mike thank you for uh countering me with that yeah gary what happened to Ray? so raya she, so she's having phone issues but we're trying to get she wants to come back on and we're trying to get uh, her back on we're just trying to work through it yeah it was interesting well, some in sugar daddy better pony up and get her a good phone pay her Moves fucking phone, phone bill pronto <laughs> yeah there's a guy on the phone ready to hire Rhea. How old are you? I'm 82. My name's Simon. And this Rhea sounds like quite the charming girl. I just wonder if she's into piss play or scat play or inserting large ob objects inside of her body. <laughs> I'll find out if I ever get her back on the phone. But Don't hang up on me. I have nothing to live for, please. I'd love to know how yellow her urine is. <laughs> yes, Britt, you're on the air in uh, New York. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, the sad thing with, the, with this situation is, Howard, hey, when now. they grow up in 10 years, how are they going to find a quality man? Well, they're not. They're going down a dark path. I mean, you know. It may be sort of a, I don't know, may, she's, I don't know, man. It's that's Well, they're fucking, not thinking about the future. That's right. the, the thing. Although I'll tell so you. You're going to see them hanging the way, out pull with, with the, i got to tell you something. With the way this country's going, maybe it pays not to think about the future. I mean, <laughs> I was watching a governor uh, <sighs> on the news last night. Jeez, uh, I forget what state he was from, but, you know, somewhere in the Northwest. And the guy was uh, making a plea. He said, you know, I'm in a state that is used to sort of cooler, milder temperatures. And he goes, um, I got to tell you, we're in big trouble with this heat now that we're experiencing. This heat is so outrageously 
a high in the over 100 degrees, sometimes 113, 120 degrees. Our entire infrastructure is failing. He said, look, I'm a governor. And we have a state that isn't built for these high temperatures. We never planned. We, this, this is not usual. This is not even, if it was a one-off occurrence, it'd be fine. But now the, the uh, crazy temperatures have become the new normal, and we are way behind the curve. We don't have a grid that can handle it when people put on air conditioning. So what's going to happen? He said, here's In my fact, problem. most people there don't have air conditioning. That's right. And there's and he's, no place to go get some. He says, yeah, even if people cram hotels and, and go to places, we can't handle the heat. And what's going to happen is there's going to be so many deaths. It is so hot that we, we, we are completely without any irrigation to handle this kind of thing. All of our topsoil is dying. We are so fucked. And I'm watching this guy and I said to myself, you know, he was making a plea to basically please pay attention to science. He goes, I think we're past the point of no return. And I said, this is what happens when you keep voting in anti-science candidates who refuse to believe what scientists are saying. You, you, you got to do me a favor and start reading the fucking newspaper because there's about 47% of our country, maybe as much as 50 who refuse to believe in science. I don't know where they grew up. I don't know what school they went to. I'm talking about you even see these politicians. We don't believe it. Don't show what. Didn't you see we had a cold snap the other day? You know. It, well, the they, president, they, when he was named Trump, said, yeah. uh, what happened to the climate change? It's cool outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, where the weather was odd. Yeah. So here they've been warning. I'm telling you, it's just like the Superman comic when uh, Jor-El was warning Krypton. The planet is about to explode. And he kept screaming and screaming. And what did they do? They want to send him to the Phantom Zone for, for being a scientist. Right. So, you know, well, what? You're, getting to the, you're getting to the core of the situation, Howard, is that people need to get educated and educated on the environment and the situation. And they need to get a college. They don't want to be. Out. Well, what are college. we going to do? Our teachers are now sugar babies. That, that's Me, the that's problem. The thing is we need this leaders, is, Robin. Robin. <laughs> that's the biggest. Yo. That's right. What are we going to do when our teachers are sugar babies? <laughs> they are teaching... sugar babies. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can I tell you, Britt? All I know is that sugar baby doesn't yeah, have a phone that works. I mean, can you imagine? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick, because I'm dying to tell you this. Is that, hey, I don't need a sugar baby. I was at the Polo Lounge uh, three years ago, and in comes walking this beautiful woman. I'm there with my girlfriend, gorgeous, who is its best, and who's following you. And I'm in there in the Polo Lounge on my birthday. My hero's sitting across the way. I know we didn't make eyes or anything, but I'm there with my girl. I felt like a king. And then turned around and sold my business two years later. I didn't need a sugar baby. All I did was get educated, work hard, and now I'm on top of the world. I thought you were going to say you were in a restaurant, a beautiful blonde walking, and then you saw this monster walking behind her. And you went, you said, what the fuck? How did that I guy get I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say yeah. that. You look beautiful, Thank man. You. you got a gorgeous blue suit on. And it was it was one of the best birthdays I had. And I got to tell you, though, when, when someone walks, Beth is beautiful. And when she walked in looking like that, it was just an elegant dance across the floor and then there you were you guys look so happy but one thing's been killing me who the hell were you eating dinner with i see this guy walking look like lars Ulrich or something like that and it's been bugging me forever 
Probably was Lars. Was I've had him? dinner with Lars there, yeah. That oh, was Lars. man, I wish it would have turned into a, a Jim Brewer story and he started chucking bags and all that. No, he in fact, uh, Lars, <laughs> was, was Lars with a beautiful woman? Because he's, he's married to a gorgeous wife. Yes. Yeah. Well, a beautiful uh, brunette. Yes. Lars's wife is way into animal rescue. So Lars said to me, could we have dinner? I said, first of all, I love Lars. I love Metallica. The idea to sit with him and have dinner was fucking amazing. Uh, we spoke the whole night about music. And I mean, he gave me this, the scoop. And, uh, but most of yeah. the conversation was about, um, animal rescue. His wife's, uh, very interested in it and does a lot of work in it. So, uh, yeah, we had a good time. What can I tell you? He was having it, a good time awesome. watching you have a good time. Yeah, and and uh, Lars is a, a great conversationalist. So yeah, it, it, you you probably that night I was with Lars actually. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. And I appreciate the uh, animal rescue. So I actually have a, a dog that's a rescue from Tennessee, and we're in Hudson, New York, upstate New York, which isn't too far from you guys. Came up here to have some. Animals uh, escaped the city a long time ago, and you know, all kind of right, Britt, Thank you very much. All right, all right, I'm brother. Get a, I'm getting off this call. Thanks. All right, pal. Can't get Raya back. I wanted to ask her some more about being a sugar baby. Right. Yeah, it was an interesting Raya, conversation, Raya. <laughs> to say the least. Um. Yeah, I can't figure. We can't figure out what's going on, Howard. There's something wrong with her phone. Well, you know, they have invented the phone. How come she doesn't have one? I mean, do you buy that at all? I mean, she, I mean, her phone. The fuck I've never going? seen no, anything like that. Oh, there she is. She's back. What's going on Hi. with your phone? Yeah, what's going on with your phone? Hello? No. Well, all right, enough with Ray. Well. Yeah, okay, Ray. I'm done with Ray. You guys, stop. I mean, what is that? She was back for a second. Yeah, just long enough to say I'm back. <laughs> Who the hell is at the door? Yeah. Howard? Fred, play, Fred, play a door opening sound effect, and then um, this will work. Here, white, white. Robin. Yes? Who the hell is at the door? Who is it? I can't see. Howard, Brad is, Brad is my sugar baby, but he is horrible at it. <laughs> He's terrible, Howard. But you know, Robin, uh, it's George Takei. Yes. Here. What's fun wrong George. with Brad as a sugar baby? Yeah. Brad, Brad, where's my rim job? It's been days. You know, George, rim one job of the... for dinner at Nobu. Come on, Brad, let's make an exchange. <laughs> you know, He's you know, terrible at it. It's funny. You, uh, you know, you told me that you and Brad barely have sex anymore. Maybe you need a sugar baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Brad, come on. You want some new tennis shoes? Let me tickle your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, can you imagine back in the day when you were a young man? For 300 bucks, if you had a young, muscular boy, oh let's my, say 23 yeah. years old, can you imagine what you would have done? You know, I, I believe sex shouldn't be a transaction, but when it comes to a man with a beautiful physique, I don't know if I could 
contain myself. You know, now I have to pay Brad in uh, Oreo cookies. <laughs> Brad, get up here. I've got a double stuffed one. Come on, Brad, get up those stairs. <laughs> you know, you know, you can make all the jokes you want, but you love Brad so much. Stop it. You're Musculature asking. is my weakness, Howard. Yes. Oh, my. I, I remember you told me. He would go for a run. Yes, you told me when you met Brad, he had muscles and he... He was a thoroughbred. That's what oh, you said. Oh, my, yes. <laughs> you know, he'd go for a run, and now all I dream about is him running his tongue down my ass. Oh, Brad, come on, get up here. I'll give you all the sugar you want. You're my baby. I'm your sugar daddy. Come on, Brad. Oh. What is going He's on with that? Built like what a is... racehorse. Yes. What is going on with that, that belly of yours? You ring it and he never shows up. I know Brad might be deaf at this point. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, too strong a decibel, and uh, uh, I've pierced his poor little uh, eardrum. But, Ring uh, it louder. Maybe he'll show up. Brad! Brad! <laughs> oh, I'm getting that? a sugar crash from uh, not getting fed my sugar baby. I, you know what I think? I have a theory. I, I think I think Brad cut his ears off like Van Gogh. He didn't want to hear that, pal. I swear to God. Oh, Brad. Brad used to have perfect delts, pecs, and yes. tries, and now he's just all belly. Brad, come on. <laughs> I won't make fun of you if you let me come inside you, please. All right. I well, think listen. he's buried his head in a cake. By the way, uh, <laughs> you were fabulous the other day on the air with Donald Trump, but I didn't like when he said you were the Chinese guy from uh, Star Wars. That was insulting. I mean, absolutely. Jesus. You know, I try to be uh, as diplomatic as I can, and right. I appreciate the opportunity to have spoken to Donald Trump. But, you know, when it comes to a person like that with such venom uh, and such uh, negativity, it, it really is difficult to have a real conversation with him. And I, yeah. I regret that uh, he is changed america for the worse i believe yes well you know to call first of all you're japanese american you are not chinese and also no, you were, not, he you said were, he was going to deport you that's ridiculous yeah, that's well, absurd. that shows you how weak his character is you know he he has a, a very limited mind and he he goes for the broad strokes and uh you know people uh they they believe him you know, well, his support for Brett Kavanaugh was heinous. It was ghastly. And, and it, you told me for him to accuse such an innocent woman of deceit. You know, you told me, though, that the word was hyenas, not heinous. Hyenas, yes. Yeah. Well, hyenas. I was using heinous because, you know, I wanted to make sure you understood. But hyenas right. is the proper pronunciation, of course. So and Donald of course Trump's, it is because Donald Trump's ahead. behavior was hyenas. Hyenas, hyenas, yes, right. hyenas, Are there other words? Are there other words you could teach me that I'm mispronouncing? I'm a professional announcer, and you have been so great at teaching me how to say wahamole instead of guacamole. Wahamole, Is there a word you hear me mispronouncing, or most Americans mispronouncing, that you would love to teach us today? Well, I did some research, and I believe that Robin Quivers is actually mispronouncing her own name. My really? name? 
Absolutely. It's Robin Quivaz. And of course, with <laughs> Ophelia. Robin Ophelia Quivaz. Oh, my goodness. That's a very proper pronunciation. <laughs> Robin Ophelia. Ophelia Quivaz. Robin Quivaz. Robin Ophelia. He's right in a way. I, I read a book about this, and uh, it's really Robin. The Americans have bastardized the language. He's right. He is right. Uh, by the way, um, a lot of people wrote in about uh, your argument with Donald Trump, and I'm reading one review after another. They say, thank you, George, for standing up for real Americans and really setting uh, fake Donald Trump, um, uh, setting him uh, straight. So uh, good for you. Well, and, yes, and yeah, I, I appreciate being uh, the voice of the people and uh, having this yes. platform is more than enough. Thank you so much, Howard. That's right. All right. And uh, and so many people are calling us, George, about this uh, sugar daddy, sugar baby thing. Uh, I believe it's prostitution, but, uh, you know, it's uh, who no, knows? I, Let, I, I don't uh, I don't know if I fully agree with it, but um, when it comes to um, needing something, I understand that you sometimes the, the human body just needs something. Brad, get up here and blow me. I need it. Oh, Brad, come on. <laughs> but, George, you know, you're so right. You're so honest. Uh, sometimes we are like animals. We need things. We have needs. We need food. We need water. We need air. And as you point out, we need a blowjob from Brad. Absolutely. It's so true. Sometimes we need to uh, to honor our primal urges. And get down and dirty in the muck and wrestle around and get filthy. Filthy, what? yes. Absolutely. Oh, get filthy. filthy. He's right. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. You're on the air with Robin and me and George, of course. And uh, we're talking about this sugar baby, sugar daddy thing. What are your thoughts? Hey, now. First time, long time. Uh, my thoughts are that it goes both ways. I mean, I'm, I'm, 47, but I, I actually have several older girlfriends and whenever I go out with them, they pay for everything. And, uh, mm. you know, it, it's actually, uh, it's not just guys paying, paying, uh, women to hang out with them. It's, it's vice versa. Ooh, George. sugar baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, George, you, you better be careful. And carry a little bottle. <laughs> I've been trying to get Brad to do that for years. Oh, George, my. what about you? Would you ever be with an, you're in your 80s. Would you ever be with an older man? You know, older. I don't think about those sort of things. I'm very content with Brad, but when it comes to fantasies sometimes i close my eyes and i imagine that brad is a very strong muscular elder statesman who's telling me to get down on the floor and to get ready for daddy teaching <laughs> everything about the world oh big right. brad daddy Braddy right, Daddy, that's what I want to call him. Braddy Daddy. Braddy Daddy, come here. I've been a bad boy. Braddy Let's Daddy. Let's uh, go back oh, to Rhea, who says her phone is now fixed. Yes, Rhea. Uh, you know, let me put a cap on me. this whole discussion so we can move on. There's, in my mind, I think I've thought this through. It does feel like prostitution, Rhea. Hmm. I disagree. And, Respectfully. What is the difference between you being a sugar baby and being a prostitute? Give it to me in a nutshell. 
in a nutshell, you call a prostitute once and you're done. Your sugar baby is a long-term relationship. And, you know, you take them out to dinner, you talk to them. Like, people don't talk to prostitutes, right? I want to know because I'm not hmm. a prostitute, but that's my thought. Well, all right. If you, uh, you know, there's there's escorts that spend the weekend with the guys. They call it the girlfriend experience. So what's the difference? Just the long-term relationship. I think escort is pretty pretty close to sugar baby a little bit closer i'd say do you ever lie to your clients and tell them you love them let's say i need that i need you to you know like so that you at least give me the feeling that you care about me do you ever sit there and pour it on and say you know i'm falling in love with you no in fact i think they like that i'm more brutally honest you know hmm. oh yeah well there you go well Listen, I don't know uh, what to say. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, this information. You say you don't even blow these guys when you're with them. It seems, no. uh, wow. Why don't you blow them? It's just gross. I think I would if I was in a longer term, you know, and I would do, I would say yes to anything. However, I just, you know, I can't give away all the goods at once. That's how you get these guys hooked. You know, I have to keep them wanting more, and that's how that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, we yeah, never finish. So you, when you get in the room with the guy, he just um, kisses you a bunch, uh, gets you naked, and then puts his peen in you? He doesn't get to do any other really cool stuff to you? Uh, I usually prefer to stick with kissing, actually. And, you know, most people that are on these also have a certain, like, fetish or something that they want, you know? Like, most, I would say that stereotypical sugar daddy is like a dominant person and they're looking for a sugar baby to be submissive. But a lot of times I think they like when the roll's over. So mm. it's easy she to, said you know, prefer to stick with tickling? With kissing. Tickling. Tickle, or did you say kissing? kissing? Kissing. Well, you know what it is. She. I don't know what she's doing with her phone, but yeah. she gets like oh, she gets like this my weird... tits. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, George. Oh, I love tickles. Uh, oh, now she's back on the phone the right way. She, I'm here. She's... Okay, so she said kissing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Raya. I wish you luck. What can I tell you? Thank you, Howard. I hope you don't. I hope I don't read about you in the paper uh, getting killed. I mean, that's the danger. Uh, I, I read a story uh, just a few moments ago while you were off the air about someone who was involved in this, and then uh, the guy took her home. They had a few dates, and then he finally took her home, and then he uh, killed her and he buried her in his backyard. You know, so I don't want to yeah. make this seem like it's an easy life. Well, you know what? Domestic violence is in any relationship. And so actually, like, being the sugar baby, having these clear boundaries and me telling these daddies, if you will, that, you know, this is like all this relationship is, is the sugar ship, if you will. And I think there's like a level of respect that comes out of you being able to say exactly what you want and what you're willing to do and stand your ground. So I actually feel more safe in the relationships that I have because I'm so vocal. And in past relationships I've had, I've been like more. Have you I would say. have you had sex that is pleasurable in the last year? Oh, it's always pleasurable. It's oh. my world, and they're just in it. It is a good time. I am really. Like, I make it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't. You're not attracted to the guy. You think he's a douchebag, 
and uh-huh. you have great sex and you have an orgasm. Yep. Yep. All right. You know, Howard, I'm relating to Rhea more and more. <laughs> How so, oh, George? George? Well, I, you know, I, I constantly ask Brad for things and I get what I want and, you know, he teases me so much and I try to get him to have sex with me. I, I eventually erupt like a volcano because it just, oh my, it holds everything in. And, <laughs> Brad, come on. I'm getting such strong <laughs> blood flow. I need a release. Brad. <laughs> you know what, Ray? I don't know about you, Robin and George, but I, Rhea, I think you seem hardened. The world is something happened to you. You're very hardened. You're very down on romance. You're a young, beautiful woman. You could perhaps find a man that really worships you and loves you and you build a strong relationship with, but you seem like something happened where you became a cynic. You became hardened to the world. Like everything is transactional. Are you no related such... to Bill Shatner? <laughs> yeah. You... It seems to me everything is uh, money. You know what I mean, Rhea? Yeah, I suppose that, that you could perceive that as my outlook. I mean, 2020 kind of did everyone dirty, you know. And so I'm just trying to be more, I should, I'm trying to advocate for myself in these relationships. And that's, that's what I've learned from my past, I would say. You see romance in your future? You ever see a husband and children or is that off the uh, table? I don't know. I don't think so. The more no. I enjoy this, the more I'm like, why can't I just marry my friends and then adopt a child? All right. There's Raya's uh, plan. She's going to, yep. uh. You know, she's going to uh, hang out, get money from dudes, and uh, maybe adopt a child. And will you recommend to your, let's say, daughter to become a sugar baby? Sure. As long as you, you advocate for yourself and you're happy, that's how I feel. All right. Well, Fair thank enough. you for calling us and letting us know yeah. about this world. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you have a wonderful summer. Have a hot girl right, summer. About- I don't want to read about you in a body bag, though. You be careful out there. You're right, Craig. Craig is from Iowa. What do you want to say to Rhea? Hey, what's up, Howard? Hey, Rhea. Rhea is just, man, this is just an excuse for her to not call herself a prostitute. This girl is on drugs, man. These girls are vulnerable, and that's all there is to it. All right. Well, Rhea says uh, she sees it differently, but what can I tell you? All right, Rhea. All right, Craig. Thank you. Uh, wait a second. Thank you. This just huh. in. Hold on a second. Benji just scraped together three thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. How do you do that? So uh, she's gone. She's gone. Too late. <laughs> Brad, that's it. You know, I've made my threats, and here we go. I'm being your sugar-free daddy. No more sweets, <laughs> Brad. No more. Thank you, George. A little Blink 182, Adam song. What did I just read about the lead singer of Blink 182? Um, was he the guy who? Who's the guy who announced he had cancer? Um, oh, I don't. Was, I hadn't heard that. That's him, well, Howard. Right, Mark Hoppus. Yes. Yeah. He. Uh, I. I. I don't know. I was reading on tweet on Twitter that. Um, I was really sad. How old a guy is he? he? He said he's been in treatment for like three months. He made the announcement on Twitter. And he didn't specify what kind of cancer he had, but this band is really good. 
Adam's song. This is uh, he wrote this song. I hope I have this right, but he was reading about a kid who killed himself and left a note for his family. And uh, then he also said it was about being lonely on tour when he's on tour, and then coming home and then feeling lonely there too. So it's a great song. I mean, it evokes a lot of emotion. What I found interesting about that conversation about sugar daddies and sugar babies, how yeah. both the men and the women uh, uh, came up with the, hey, there's domestic violence in all kinds of relationships. Yeah. You know, like they're just <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, there are risks if you marry somebody. There are risks if you go out with a guy and want a relationship. Yeah. That was interesting. He's I 49 years old, really by the way. That. Oh, he's 49? Yeah, I was... Forty-nine-year-old guy dealing with cancer. Look, I mean, people deal with cancer at all ages. They're children. I know. It's not. Know. Uh, it doesn't respect age. Horrible. Um, I always think whenever I hear cancer, I think about the little girl who sat next to me in second grade, and one day she didn't come in. I still I remember her name. You never talked about that. Yeah, this girl. I don't want to say her name, but I know her name. And uh, she sat next to me. And then, like, one day she came in, and all the, she was, like, this skinny little girl. And then all of a sudden, like, for a while, she start, she had, like, big, like, almost like um, chipmunk cheeks, you know. And, like, and I didn't know what was going on. It was in second grade. And uh, she was the sweetest girl. You know, she sat next to me. Quiet, but just sweet. And uh, then, like, you know, the teacher came in one day, or maybe my mother told me that she died. Mm. And How old were you? I, uh, second grade. So I don't know how old. Uh, yeah. And I just, I think about her all the time, and I think, well, I've had this life. And she she just never got her life. And I remember, too, I, I thought about her parents, because I saw her parents praying. And... Um, they at least had a son. I thought, well, that must be some consolation. They had this lovely son. But then I had heard the son died of cancer when he was like 18. They lost their son. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and I thought, well, how much life had she missed out on? I mean, you know, we, we live in a world where you can grow up and become a sugar baby make a lot of money and right and just think, really you know, worth it, you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you better leave early. <laughs> yeah. While the world still looks like a sweet place. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the lyrics to that song. It was really good. It was like, uh, I'm sorry about the apple juice, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck is, uh, it's a great, I, I think that song is great. He's like writing a letter to his mother, but you know, that he killed right. himself. And it was like, uh, I can't think of it. Something about apple juice, and I'm sorry I spilled the apple juice, Mom, and wasn't your fault. Remember the time that I spilled the cup of apple juice in the hall? Please tell Mom that it's not her fault. Something like that. I don't know. Heavy. But anyway, the guy announced that he had cancer. Uh, well, let's I got all pumped up. he's going to beat it. He's going to beat it. I have a feel. A guy, you know, when you're a rock star, you you can beat it. Right, Robin? Rock stars have superpowers. They do. They do. 
All right, a couple of people, you know, you're, you're still focused on sugar babies, and so are many other people in the audience. They're not <laughs> done with this topic. Real quick, because I do... a very interesting one. I have a phony phone call for you. I want to give you some updates on uh, other people that you need to know about. You need to know about High Pitch Eric. You need to know about Sal. I told you I have an update on Sal that is just um, just so much fun. Did but, we never uh, get to that? Never got to it. Robin, wow. we're, we're, we're overloaded with uh, material here, things to talk about. Yes, Gary, in Florida, what do you want to say? Uh, Howard, I was curious what uh, your opinion was. Um, I'm actually married, uh, married to my wife for 20 years now. And for the past year, uh, she's actually had a boyfriend. Um, and this <laughs> is something we all know about. Uh, you know, I, we talk regularly, hang out, we'll all go to dinner together, stuff like that. Uh, so it's not a sugar baby thing, not a sugar baby situation, but uh, it's just obviously a little bit different. I didn't know what your opinion was. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions before I give you an opinion. I don't want to speak too fast, even though I'm known for that. Um, yeah. You mean, you mean, in other words, it started openly. She wasn't cheating on you. She said, hey, I'm interested in this guy, and I want to go have an affair with him? No, no. Uh, actually, I was the one who brought it up uh, doing the hot wife thing. Uh, where, you know, she would go out and dates, I guess you would call it, where she'd go hook up with other guys and then, you know, just have fun uh, and then come back. What are you, a swinger me. of types? What are you, are you sort of a swinger? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you hook up with other but, women? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, we do now. It's It was more of a not, not an open relationship where I go play on my own and she goes, plays on her own uh it started out with just her i i enjoyed it i still enjoy it you enjoy what Um, watching her with other guys yeah watching or just knowing that it's happening it's you know it's the whole thing Um, does she come home and tell uh, you about it if you're not there oh yeah yeah Hmm. well yeah you want to know my feeling on it you're not going to be pleased and i know that some people will think i'm a prude but I don't get it.